0: Good morning, afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing uh, VideoCast podcast. Close the day podcast here. Hope you had a good Monday. Good start your week. Markets did not today. Uh, look, futures were down sharply at the open this morning. Uh, we rallied big in today. Nasdaq went up as much as 150 points, and now uh, the last uh, the last 10 minutes was ugly. You don't. We haven't seen this kind of a close in a while. I mean, Nasdaq was not massively ugly, but Nasdaq was up 10 points with about seven minutes to go and wound up closing down 65. Uh, that's a sell program. So that's all that means. Uh, but uh, let's cover the markets first. We've got a lot to cover today. Uh, it's going to tell you about our indicators that tell us we are approaching extreme oversold. Uh, we're already there. and We're almost at extreme oversold on steroids, our most oversold designation. This is when major counter moves in the other direction take place. We're very close to that. Uh, and we're there by the way. If you look at the dollar, uh, look at by the way, look at the tenure. Tenure yields. We're extremely sold on steroids now. This won't last long. This this won't now. I'm not saying we can't spike higher, and we are looking for capitulation, but we're now getting to the oversold readings that just don't last long. You start to see, something happens, something breaks, and we see capitulation, and we see big moves in the other direction. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a minute too. First of all, Dow Jones today down 329 points, um, right at the lows today. Down 1.1 percent. Same thing, S&P 100 down 1 percent. Russ 2000 down 1.4 percent. And Nasdaq today, our our leader, our winner, uh, if you will, uh, down six tenths to one percent, down 65 points. Uh, and then um, semis today. Gives, you know we track the semis very carefully here. One second, oh, and look at that. My my screen just froze up. Well, this will be a fun podcast. What's going on here? Uh, we'll see if it comes back up. Everything just froze. Semis uh, today down one point one percent. I'm locked. I'm locked up, folks. I don't know. It does not happen to me very often. Hey, computers are friends, right? Let's talk about what did happen today that we can that I can tell you. We can talk about here. Uh, Talked about it this morning some. Two things are important that happened. First of all, yesterday, uh, the election in, in Italy, if you saw this, I mean, I, in our book, uh, The Big Bribe. okay, we talk about the, the, the some of the megatrends, five megatrends that are taking place that are very bullish. You know, it may not look that way now, but we're talking about into 2030, okay? So for the next seven, seven and a half years, we are very bullish coming out of the midterms and what this means for the world, for the globe. And, and 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 that absolutely uh, was verified to some degree yesterday when the Georgia Maloney uh, of Italy became their first prime minister, female prime minister to win. Guess what her platform was? This is this is the kind of thing that renews the soul for me. Her platform, and I think, for most of you as well. You know, we're all we're all MAGA folks here. I don't care what your party is. We want our country to be great, do we not? Um, anyway, uh, Maloney's platform is God family, country. That's the platform. Everything else falls underneath that, including one of their first priorities is strong border and border policies, immigration control, okay? Uh, They see what's happening throughout Europe and they're sick and tired of it. Uh, That renews, she's red-pilled. Remind me very much of Carrie Lake, who's running for, uh, if you haven't seen her yet, you have to check her out, running for uh, governor in Arizona, another amazingly strong uh, Will backbone woman uh just like maloney here so uh, we want to see more and more of that um and then uh we also uh, uh wrote to our folks this morning what's happening next year my screen's like it's coming back to life here um we are looking again for a big counter move in the other direction Extreme oversold um because uh, everything is too stretched and this is when those moves happen so uh we're going to be using call options in our VRA portfolio in the very near future if you're uh, if you're a member of ours client of ours be ready for that we're get, we're looking for capitulation we get capitulation an event this is when you can tell panics in the air we know what those signs are right big moving the vix vix today was up 7% vix now is back to 32 Uh, we start seeing a move like that maybe to 39. As Tyler reminded me, uh, we want to see a continued pattern of lower highs there. I believe you said the high for the VIX has been 39.40 from the spring of this year. We want to see that hold. But again, that kind of action in the VIX we saw today. So we're starting to see signs of it. Again, the the close today was ugly. That has a panic feel to it. Maybe we get a lower open tomorrow, we get capitulation. And who knows, folks, maybe tomorrow we get – Turnaround Tuesday. This used to – Monday capitulation and turnaround Tuesday used to be a very real thing for the first, I don't know, 20 years I was in the business. Happened fairly often. Not many people talk about turnaround Tuesday anymore. Who knows? Maybe we get it tomorrow. But that's what we're looking for because we are that oversold. Uh, and again, we're that overbought in, uh, in the dollar and we're that oversold in bond, meaning yields. And, and yields have spiked, of course, to ridiculous levels. Uh, but it looks like things are breaking, you know. And again, this is the craziness that we have at the Federal Reserve today. If you join us on Friday and talk about on, the, on our midday podcast today, uh, Jeremy Siegel, right, was on CNBC on Friday and just eviscerated Jerome Powell. Yeah, it just it was one of the best videos and interviews I've ever seen. Today, Mohammed Al Arian uh, was on CNBC and did the exact same thing, not to the degree that uh, that Jeremy Siegel did, but he, he also uh, took him to the woodshed. So you've got now some leading voices coming out that are respected, right? That are that are that are moderate. These are not radical people, all right? They're not Kip Herridge. they're <laughs> not Wayne Allen Root. You got people now coming out now, Steve Bannon. You got people now coming out that are saying he's gone too far, the Fed's gone too far, and they're they're going to break something. I think we're here's what I th- you want to know. What I'm gonna, here, here's my prediction. Here's what I think is going to happen. I I think I'm gonna get this right. I've been wrong a lot so far this year. We'll see, right? I believe that this week or next week soon, we're gonna have a presser. uh, Because these Fed chairmen have these Fed governors have to go speak and presidents have to go speak somewhere every day, right? They yeah yeah they are they are uh, the financial masters of the universe, and they have to get in front of cameras to remind people of that fact. Uh, You know these are the cool kids at the table now, and boy they are. Loving every minute of it. One of them, likely Powell, will be giving some kind of, a, of remarks. And we just happen to slip something like the following. I'm not sure. This is me as Jay Powell talking. My money printer. I'm not sure what everybody's talking about, really. That's got everybody the market so upset. Because what I'd said at the at the presser for the, for the Fed statement um, was really no different than what I said at Jackson Hole. And you know what? That's pretty true. It's just that people took him more seriously because he was so emphatic about it. Looking at the camera, you know, reminding people, we are going to get this done, right? He's trying to become Paul Volcker. I think Powell will come out and go, there was nothing in that that I hadn't said already. And obviously, we're data dependent. Something like that. Matter of fact, I think exactly like that. And then this market's going to turn. And it'll be an extended rally. Because remember, we've got all these other uh, extreme oversold readings, okay? Let me just cover a few of these with you. Um, first of all, on our system, we're at extreme oversold by some metrics, extreme oversold on steroids. Again, the rubber bands stretch too far. This is when big moves higher. We're pretty good at this, folks. We get these reverse moves higher. We're pretty good about calling these, and we're getting there. By the way, others are seeing what we're seeing as well. Like Helene Meisler put out a piece today where she's, she follows the DSI, uh, the Daily Sentiment Index, which uh, going into today, Was already at a five, a reading of five. Goes zero to a hundred. Was already reading a five for both Standard and Poor's 500 and for Nasdaq. So it just doesn't get more oversold than that very often, you know. And so again, this is when it'll be lower today after what happened today. So that's that's extreme oversold. Put call ratios hitting extreme oversold. Uh, Extreme extremes for people buying puts. Bank of America, uh, their global uh, fund managers. Have a more cash than they've had at any point since 2001, just after 9 11. A lot of cash on the sidelines, folks. This is a big one, too. AAII Investor Sentiment Survey uh, just hit six more than 60% bears. That's only happened five times in history. I voted in the survey going back 30 plus years. They started in the mid 80s when I got in the business. And uh, the follow- after the previous times, you have more than 60% bears, the market, meaning the SP 500, has been up better than thirty-three percent on average over the next year, and it's been up hundred percent of the time. And then again, we're we're leaving the best, we're, the worst month of the year is September, right? We, we're in it right now. We're seeing that why it's called that, and we're getting into one of the best months. This is the time frame where significant bottoms take place. I like. I think we're going to get a panic low. I think we're going to get. This feels like a capitulation kind of market, which is why we've held off on aggressively adding to positions, but we're getting very close to that, getting very close to that. Um, and again, one of the biggest we talked about for, with you for a while now, we're not that far off into the midterms, right? This is the best 12 months of the year period. Since World War II, we've had 18 midterms. The market's been higher over the next year, 18, 18 times, with an average gain of better than 15%. So some very compelling uh, analytics and you know, historical data that tells us it's coming. Also, just um, something that, you know, I, I'm beginning to think, and you probably are as well, the what ifs, right? The what if questions, everybody's starting to ask me those now. They're coming up. You've probably been asking yourself. Again, I've been asking them, what if we have World War III? What if we have nuclear war? What if currencies collapse? What if yields keep spiking up, right? What if a global financial crash takes place? And what if the, the Fed is crashing the system intentionally? That's actually probably a very good question. Uh, Rona, the pandemic, was intentional. So it's not a stretch to think that what they're doing now is intentional. There's a big part of this that does feel intentional, does it not? Um, but I will also tell you that in my career, these exact kind of questions, the what-ifs, when they're starting to get asked a lot, you're very close to a bottom. Look, this could be the time, right? This could, A lot of people that I know are saying – this is it. This is all. Everything's coming. This is all. This is it, right? That setup certainly looks to be there. If that's what they want to do, um, I don't think that's happening now. I'll tell you why. We key off two things in the very Investing system that are fundamentally the most important: us, housing and transportation. Now, I've shared this with you before. The transportation markets industry is still very strong. Yes, things are slowing. Freight rates are slowing, but still. I mean, come on, you know, look where we've come from. You know, it's been a boom. It has been. It's been a booming period. But also the financial, the consumer, in addition to uh, 4,500 companies, banks are flush with cash. This is nothing like 2008. It's not for the, for the banks, financial system. It's nothing like 2008. It's just not. doesn't mean it can't be that can become that way, but it's not now. And here's something really important when it comes to housing. Again, housing in the very investing system is our number one. Leading economic indicator because it's the biggest thing anybody purchases, right? Ninety-nine percent of us, is the most important and expensive thing we ever purchase. The the homeowners have never been have never been in better shape than they are now. Now things have changed a little bit recently, okay? But still, consider this: home uh, equity loans. Uh, excuse me, home equity has never been higher than it is now. The average homeowner has fifty-seven percent, roughly fifty-seven percent equity in their home, all-time record. Credit scores for homeowners have never been higher, all-time high record right now, okay? So again, it's nothing like 2008. Even late payments and and defaults are nothing like 2008. We're like in the 80th percentile, so it's very healthy. So the entire financial system, look at the jobs market, right? Unemployment, very low. Everything is, is much, much stronger than it was in 2008. We're going through a panicky period now, but... I believe it's going to be an amazing buying opportunity. I think it's going to be great for the markets. I think there'll be great opportunities in housing stocks, semiconductors, right? We're looking at tech. You know, we're looking to add positions here. That Those are the areas we're looking to add. And uh, that's our view. Um, and I think that uh, it's really awesome, to use a, 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 a base te- Texas word here, it's awesome that we've got people like Jeremy Siegel basically calling Jerome Powell psychotic. That's my word, but... If you watch Jeremy Siegel's interview, you know what he's thinking. He's insane, okay? He's lost it. You know, why, why, are, they, why are they doing all this with the, the Fed meeting when uh, inflation is clearly peaked, right? And it's collapsing. This is Jeremy Siegel's words. So you've got Jeremy Siegel and uh, Muhammad Mahamalayan and others that are raising their voice now and saying, you've gone too far, guys. You're breaking stuff. You've gone too far. Uh, what else? Again, as I said, Helene Meisler has flipped. She's also looking for a good rally here to come up soon. Uh, I think you want to stay very nimble here. Uh, that's my view. We're looking for, again, not just a bounce here. By the way, Bitcoin today also closed higher. Looking not just for a bounce, but a significant move higher. Let's talk about the internals today. Uh, Go to the hood here. Um, I normally don't do a video at the end of the day. And, and normally, uh, that's Tyler's, Tyler's uh, territory. I normally do them you know, midday here. Uh, uh, but uh, decided to mix up a little today. If I can get my screen to work here, here we go. Internals, advanced decline. This is ugly stuff, folks. It's not good. Uh, today we had uh, better than 5 to 1 uh, losses, advanced decline. So declines, lead advances 5 to 1. Uh, that's on NYSE. NASDAQ, uh, right at 3 to 1. Uh, volume today, um, uh, ugly. Like 82% downside volume day. Uh, NYC Nasdaq was better, about three to one negative there, and then again, this is something that continues to uh, percolate here and doesn't seem to want to go away. I guess it makes sense near near bear market lows. We had over two thousand stocks, at about twenty one hundred stocks today hit a new fifty two week low to just thirty five, uh, hit a new fifty two week high. So again, the Eternals are not good. And our sector watch today, uh, we had here we go. Uh, uh, 10 of the 11 sectors, that's a 100, finished lower today, uh, led the downside by real estate down 2.6%, energy down 2.5%, and utilities also down 2.4%. Really, the only thing higher was consumer staples. It was up a, a fraction of a percent. In um, our commodity watch today, ugly day here. Again, this has the feel, again, of of, 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 uh, of panic selling, liquidity selling that's, that's, that's happening here. Uh, and, of course, the dollar's been very strong, so that's bad news for commodities Uh, Gold today, down $25 an ounce, 1.5%, back down to $16.29 an ounce. Silver, uh, down 3% today at $18.33 an ounce. Copper, uh, down 1.5% today at $3.28 a pound. And uh, oil today uh, got hit pretty good. Oil down $2.22 a barrel at $76.52. By the way, that's what we're also looking to buy, our energy stocks, flush through cash, Energy prices are only going to go higher, oil and gas. Uh, this is going to pass. This, this is not an economic meltdown. This is a Fed-induced slowdown, a Fed-induced shakeout, whatever you want to call it. Because what's also about to happen here, I believe, is I've, and I've, I've heard this from some very smart people that I've come to trust, is that China is going, about to reopen, and their economy is going to soar. They, their people save a lot of money, and they're saving, they're saving even more money now. Right, like like China and Japan, like forty percent savings rates. It's insane, and so they've been locking down for their also insane zero COVID policies, right? And people have had nowhere to spend their money. Now that's that's if you saw the casino stocks today in in Macau, where I've I've been there, uh, it's changed a little bit since I was there uh, about a decade ago, but uh, longer now. But the casino stocks are up big today. They tend to lead along with tech stocks in China. They're leading. Uh, Some very smart people are telling me that China's about to zoom higher, and that's going to be great to support the global economy. And it's also, of course, great for energy prices. We're looking to buy energy stocks probably tomorrow. Stay ready for that, folks. When the turn happens, semiconductors, energy, housing. So it's tech in there, of course, as well, right? All right, folks, uh, Bitcoin again. Bitcoin higher today. Tis the lead up 235 at 19,151. All the bad news. Bitcoin's not collapsing. I find that interesting. Have a great day, folks. Always appreciate you watching. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.